0: Welcome to the Judge John Hodgman podcast. I'm your guest bailiff, Monty Belmonte, from three nine The River in western Massachusetts, Northampton. This week, coast mortem. Dan and Jen have a bi-coastal dispute. They currently live in San Francisco, California, but are ready for a move. Dan wants to return to their home state of Massachusetts to experience the seasons. But Jen says she's too used to California weather and thinks L.A. is the better option for them both. Are they right to leave the left coast, or shall the right be left behind? Only one man can decide. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman enters the courtroom. Ah! Ah! Ah!
1: Klaxon! 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 Ah! 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 This is the emergency summary judgment system. This is not a test. John Hodgman has been unable to come up with a cultural reference for this week's summary judgment. As such, you will now hear from Bailiff Jesse Thorne with an emergency cultural reference. You will hear Bailiff Jesse Thorne's voice after the third klaxon to follow. Uh, uh, uh. Klaxon, klaxon, klaxon.
2: As Bob always says, what do you say, Bob? It's all illusory. It's ill, and it's for losers. No, that wasn't it. You know that stuff about no yesterday and no tomorrow? All you got is this actual now-ness. The past is gone, and as for the future... Yeah, no guarantees, my little pork pie. It's a dog-eat-dog world, and there's not enough dog to go around. So you look after number... whats Get my drift? This has been a broadcast
1: of the Emergency Summary Judgment System. This concludes the emergency. We now return you to your regularly scheduled fake justice podcast featuring guest bailiff Monty Belmonti. Monty Belmonti, swear them in. Dan, after the third klaxon, okay,
0: klaxon, klaxon, (laughs) klaxon, Dan, you raise your right hand to symbolize Massachusetts and hold your arm out like it's Cape Cod. And Jen, please sort of dangle your left arm down like it's the Pacific coastline. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. So help you God or whatever. I I do. I do. Do you swear to abide by Judge John Hodgman's ruling, even if that means no more sip and Cristo with some freaks from Frisco?
2: <laughs> I, do. I do.
0: Thank you. Judge Hodgman, you may proceed. Thank you very
1: much, guest bailiff Monty Belmonte. It's nice to be with you here in Western Massachusetts. It is nice. Dan and Jen. Hello. For an immediate summary judgment in your favor, can you name the movie that bailiff Jesse Thorne was quoting in that emergency summary judgment broadcast. I'm sure you're kicking yourself because no. you couldn't name those quotes that you just heard. <laughs> no, this is no, bailiff Jesse. This is bailiff Jesse Thorne's favorite movie. You want to take a stab at it? You want to take a guess, Jen? No idea. Uh,
2: oh, okay,
1: uh, Dan, you say no. Jen, just throw <laughs> one out there. This is real, Jen. I'm, this is the real. This I'm is this is where it gets real. I'm
3: sorry, I'm drawing a blank. It
1: was Babe, two Pig in the City. <laughs> Can't believe you didn't get that, guys. <sighs> so, Dan and Jen, yeah. you currently live in San Francisco. Do you live in San Francisco or in the Bay Area? And you claim to live in San Francisco.
4: City. We're
3: we're two blocks from San Francisco. We're we're on Mission Street in Daly City.
1: In Daly City, I didn't even. Too I've never. Block even, from the line. What's Daly City like? Foggy. Foggy. Very foggy.
3: Very foggy.
1: I see. But uh, on the
3: one clear day a year, we can see the ocean, which
4: is and the Farallon Islands. It's a beautiful view.
1: And and Dan, you are from you are from Western Massachusetts, where Monty and I are at this very moment from the studios of WRSI, the River.
4: Uh, we both are, in fact.
1: Oh, you're both from. So what, what, I
4: grew
1: up in Warwick. In Warwick. I've never been there, Monty. Have you? Uh, through there, but never spent much time there.
4: Just like everyone <laughs> exactly. else. Yep. How could you go through Warwick? Where are
0: you on
1: your way? Who knows? Oh, Monty Belmonte has traveled through all of the, all of the counties the towns. and towns. All of the hill towns of. of isn't,
0: that, isn't Warwick right on the Mass Pike? Frank,
1: Franklin, Hampshire, and Berkshire County. I thought
4: Warwick no, was on the pike. not on anything. Oh, all right. No, now, uh, way up north. Maybe, maybe then I've sure. been
0: by the exit that you would go to to get to Warwick. I'm going to look up Warwick. And, Dan, sure where are you side. from? I'm from Gill. Ah, oh. Now, Gill, we both Gill. know very yes. well.
1: <laughs> and spent quite a bit of time. <laughs> the
3: well, booming metropolis I will, Gill.
1: I, you know what? I Well, I will, I, will just, I will happily buzz market the Wagon Wheel restaurant in Gill, Massachusetts. It was a wonderful, a wonderful family establishment.
0: Plus, Up and Gill, great farm. No, strawberry picking. You don't want to buzz market now? No, they are my enemies. Okay.
2: I've never, <laughs>
0: I, I've never heard of that place. What is it? It's a, it's a great farm. What's it called? Cliff Hatch and Up and Gill Farm. You can pick your own strawberries. They have Ugh. great milk that they're no making American, right
1: there. No American wants to pick his own strawberries. That's a little, little, that's a little provocative to say in I Western Massachusetts, isn't it? I something insensitive <laughs> about uh,
0: jobs in this country, but I decided to, the better.
1: Yeah, no kidding. That's because we currently live full-time and part-time, respectively, here in Western Massachusetts, a beautiful part of the world, uh, where you can pick your own strawberries and enjoy wonderful local produce and family businesses like the Wagon Wheel Restaurant, while also Uh, attempting to breathe under the suffocating blanket of political correctness. Yeah, see? Now, how different is that from San Francisco, I ask you?
0: Not Not at all. all. Except you probably can't pick 43 pounds of strawberries there. No, they have people
1: doing that for them in Mm. in California.
3: We could if we went down to Gilroy, or garlic, or artichokes, or... Sure.
1: Wait, are those things you pick or towns in Northern California?
3: (laughs) Gilroy is a town in Northern California. Um, We're pretty close to farm country. We can go pick stuff if we were so inclined.
1: That's the berry and choke basket of California. (laughs) The berry, sorry, the berry, garlic, and choke basket of Northern California is is good old Gilroy. Berry, garlic, and choke? Is that how to kill vampires? (laughs) So, so when did you guys leave this area for what is arguably a major city in the United States compared to Northampton?
3: I moved out here in 1991.
1: Oh, a long time uh, ago.
3: Yes, and I moved back to Massachusetts in 2006. Uh, met Dan again in 2007, and then he got a job out here in 2008. So you- I was coming back to this area. He had never lived out here before.
1: And the dispute is, you are tired of living in da- in Daly City, lovely as it is, and you and you are you are thinking about moving to another part of the country. And the top two contenders are Dan's preference, Western Massachusetts, and Jen's preference, anywhere but Western Massachusetts. <laughs> <laughs> but probably, probably Los Angeles.
4: We took a Which trip is back. basically no, the I'm anti-Western thinking.
1: Massachusetts.
4: We took a trip back and I missed it. You know, I mean, we were there for a week or so and it was nice and I kind of... Missed it and kind of got thinking about moving back.
1: Well, which week were you were you here?
3: It was the week before Memorial Day. Oh, we well, see. Yeah. That was the so nice it week. It was raining. It was raining the entire time.
1: Is that what you
4: missed? Yeah, I missed the yeah. seasons. Quite honestly, I missed the snow. I miss. I mean, yeah, it's miserable in the summer, and the snow can sometimes be a little a bit and of a pain, but.
2: Right
1: Pretty. Let's see this. This is the Lovely. thing that this is the thing that you misunderstand. And a lot of Massachusettsians also misunderstand this. You think that you miss the seasons. Uh oh. <laughs> Until you're experiencing them. Yeah. No, well, there, there's that. But what you're nostalgic for as a Massachusettsian is not the experience, the, the, the various torturous experiences of the different seasons. <laughs> What, you're, what all Massachusettsians are nostalgic for is misery. Massachusetts is a, is a state, or I should say Commonwealth, full of miserable people who endure, yeah. who endure hardship four seasons out of the year, all for one mythical weekend that is going to be nice. And usually it's just either the Saturday afternoon or the Sunday morning, and then it gets horrible again. And And you have moved to a place known as San Francisco slash Daily City metro area, which is like, to a Massachusettsian, a weird Oz-like other world that is trapped in meteorological time. Never changes. It is always the same. Profoundly the same. A lot of people from other parts of California disdain San Francisco's sameness because it is not Beautiful and sunny and warm all the time. In fact, it's consistently kind of cold and wet and sweater sweater weather sweater weather. That is what a Massachusettsian has been bred through years of meteorological pissing to think is nice weather, and therefore you are stuck in this nice place all the time. Or what you what a Massachusettsian would consider to be nice all the time and what's missing in your life is the misery of change the transition from sweltering summer to immediately into spitting awful gray slush winter with nary a spring or autumn to speak of except once every 19 years there's one incredible leaf season that that gets lodged in everyone's brain like shrapnel, and you think it's going to happen again, but it never does. And Those leaves don't turn red and orange and beautiful again. They just turn muddy brown and then die. So that's my diagnosis of your problem. How wrong am I?
3: Well, one thing I'll point out is that I've lived in San Francisco for long enough that I actually do perceive the seasonal difference here. May I just presume that the reason the that Dan isn't...
1: Then... May I interrupt you? I presume that the reason that Dan isn't answering my question is because he is sobbing in a fetal position on the floor.
4: <laughs> I'm, I'm here, very close to that, very close
2: to the that. In bas- fact,
1: <laughs> <laughs> if you take yeah, if you if, agree, if you take sobbing in a fetal position on the floor uh, as a, as a as an internal baseline, and then layer over it uh, barnacles of aggression and spite, that would be the natural <laughs> emotional state of a Massachusettsian. Am I not wrong, Dan? Right.
4: You are correct. And um, being a, uh, you know, a Massachusettsian, I like to sort of revel in the misery. So, right. and I miss that misery. I don't have that same kind of misery here.
1: Right. You miss misery. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh,
3: and I think we could get plenty of misery down in L.A. <laughs> For Dan. I think Dan would be perfectly happy in his misery in L.A. Whereas I would actually have something to, to to do and and would wouldn't feel like I was taking a step backwards.
1: Given that Dan has stipulated that his primary motivation for wanting to move back to western Massachusetts is nostalgia and nostalgia itself is the most toxic impulse because it is based on an illusion. Jen what positive benefits do you? Identify for a move to Los Angeles, given that you apparently have grown tired of Bailey City as well
3: well, I think there's there's several advantages uh, a we have friends down there, more friends in fact than we have here in San that we have mutually here in san francisco mm-hmm. so i I think just our general quality of life and and social experience would be greatly improved. Uh, One of those friends is a longtime resident, so he is very familiar with the environment and could teach us a lot about the area that we were moving to, so it wouldn't be like we were just going somewhere cold. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, there are a lot of work opportunities down there for me, both in the field I'm currently in and in fields I've done previously, so I think it would be very exciting and I'd have a chance to grow.
1: What, uh, Uh,
3: professionally,
1: uh, let me interrupt you there. What, what field are you currently working in?
3: I am currently, uh, I work at a a high end furniture store in the mission in San Francisco Mm -hmm. and I'm an interior designer. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, there's a lot of, there's a huge design center down there. There's a fairly large community of people who are making things in their garages and they have room to have workshops. I also have some experience I mean, what kind of in what audio you... video production.
1: Oh, 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 okay. And and you also so, and you also do snake handling and uh, and a little bit of uh, light plumbing. What is it you want to do with your life? Are you going to be an interior designer? Are you going to be a, Are you going to work in a retail store? Are you going to work in AV? What is it you want to do?
3: I really. I mean, probably the most realistic thing would be to either be in retail or into interior. Yeah, I don't care about design, what's realistic.
1: Right? I don't care about realistic. People don't move cities because they're being realistic. Right? You move because of an ideal. You're chasing an opportunity. You're chasing a person. You're chasing a scene. You are escaping the misery of Massachusetts.
3: I Well, in addition the misery of massachusetts i'm i'm chasing an overall quality of life my my current uh occupation is really only half of my job description my other job description is making sure dan stays alive Uh, all right he 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 works he works a lot he has a very high pressure job and i i do all of the household maintenance cooking shopping, everything yeah um so you know, I, have, I basically have two part time jobs and, right. and I feel that our quality of life would just be overall improved by the enhanced social opportunities that are down there, by um, entertainment experiences that are more kind of our vibe these days. And, and so I'm chasing a quality of life that has more to do with one than what I have to do. First. What is
1: Dan's high pressure job? Uh,
4: I run a video conferencing network.
1: Okay, and this is the job that brought you to the Bay Area originally? It is. Is it this is. a job that you could do in western Massachusetts, say, via video
0: conference?
4: <laughs> exactly. I actually largely work out of my house right now anyway, even though uh, our office is only uh, 45 minutes away. I
1: you video, con- you video conference stuff. into work? I do. Okay. You telecommute in to the city that you live well, in? Well, my
4: employee... My employees are actually all around the country, Um, so we have calls with them all the time from all over the place.
1: And you could do, obviously, you could do the same work in in L.A.? Yes. Uh, You could do the same work anywhere? Anywhere, yeah.
3: But it would be easier for him to come back up to Silicon Valley for meetings if we were still in California. If we're in Massachusetts, him coming up for... You know, to meet with his partner or anything like that is going to be significantly more difficult.
1: Well, it sounds to me like Jen's making a lot of good arguments, Dan. Why Western Massachusetts?
0: Well, now that now
1: that now that you understand that answering simply that you miss it is a, is ter- is a terrible answer because nostalgia is an illusion. Things were not better then; in fact, they were probably worse. What are some concrete positive factors? Uh, and arguments for bringing your family back to Western Massachusetts and Monty as a full-time resident here Mm -hmm. and, and someone who's been making notes furiously (laughs) as I, as I trashed a part of the world I deeply love uh, you, you, you may, you may act as advocate. If you find that Dan uh, is, uh, is just video conferencing his arguments in as it were, we'll do go ahead, Dan, this is your chance.
4: I think that Western Mass, despite the weather, is a beautiful place to live. And much like Jen's argument, I think the quality of life there and the cost of life there is, uh, you know, the cost of living is much, much lower than it is here. The quality of life is excellent. And same arguments about friends. You know, I lived in downtown Northampton for, I don't know, 15 years or something like that. I love Northampton. Um, There's great places to eat, there's great places to drink. Um, it's a cute old town. It's not too metropolis like a city, but it's um, but it's uh, you know still a bit more urban than the country country, uh, say Gill,
1: or Bernardston. Um, whoa, so. whoa! Why do you got to be fecesing all over Burniston? <laughs> they now have Kringle oh, Candle. Oh, <laughs>
0: yeah, buzz yeah, marketing.
1: Candle, well, right. but you know something. <laughs> even though, even though you are a buzz marketing. For a company that advertises on your radio station. Rarely. (laughs) Monty Belmonte. Well, now they ought ought to. Now they ought to. They ought to now. When was the last time you lived in Western Massachusetts, Jen? 1991?
3: No, I lived lived in Warwick for a year and a half when I moved back in 2006. And then I lived with Dan in downtown Northampton for nine months, maybe a year before... We moved out
1: here. So surely you should have noticed the dramatic change in the in the cultural, uh, uh, economic, uh, uh, gastronomic landscape that is now Western Massachusetts.
3: Oh no, I'm I'm not I'm not saying that. It's a lot Western more going Ma- on it, it, here. <laughs> I'm not saying that there aren't that it isn't a wonderful place. I'm just saying it's not the right place for us right now. It's pretty there much very- Northampton
1: is pretty much the daily city.
3: <laughs> oh
1: God, oh. of Massachusetts.
3: We, we should never have admitted <laughs> that that's where we live. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what
1: that means.
3: Yeah. No, I mean it's it's lovely, and I'm glad that I have family there that I can visit. And and it was an interesting place to grow up, but it it just there's very few opportunities for me, even if you know in any of the things that I have experienced doing.
0: I can think um, of a high-end furniture store right in downtown Northampton. Okay. <laughs> no more but of I will adver- not bug No more cameos from another. your advertisers.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I know of the shop at which you speak, and I actually applied for a job there. When I was living with Dan in Northampton, and it's the same two people that have worked there for the last twenty-five years. So what if I do I a little really
0: arm twisting no. for you? Yeah, you got Monty. I'm gonna I'm gonna you got Monty Belmonte, voice of Northampton, the 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 the, the right. best of the West, right here. And you mentioned entertainment experiences in L.A. What if I give you carte blanche to go to all of our fine venues here via the <laughs> guest pass that we get through the radio station to go to any of the shows? Nick Lowe will be here tomorrow night. What? Well, easy, easy. Who do you like? Oh, oh come. On. This is if weird. you like metal. This is this what? is not your town. <laughs> Maybe stick in LA. <laughs> Let me just stop By and say way, that wh-
1: however I rule, it is not a ruling on the uh, intrinsic merit of Northampton, the five college area, Hampshire and Franklin counties, or Western Massachusetts in general, because this is, despite everything I said before, an amazing place to live, work, and raise a family. Right, Dan? See, I'm going to make your argument for you now since you, you're too lazy to do it. That's why you yeah, belong in Western yes. Massachusetts. You're lazy. <laughs>
4: yes you are correct it's a
1: it's a place where lazy people can can live and can be artistic and uh can uh can be engaged in the world without having to pay too much money and work all the time uh northampton itself is a cultural hub is amazing uh music and comedy passes through here you heard about nick Lowe. who else you got coming up there Elvis Costello. Elvis Costello in November and the Green River Festival just passed by in Green uh, every Google summer Bordello,
0: Brandy Carlisle. Yeah. It's a huge the list is in the studio somewhere.
1: It's a huge it's a huge <laughs> music town, it's a huge food area. Uh nothing has pleased me more in the uh, I've been coming here since since well, probably since about 1981, but but since I've been coming here as an adult since 1991 in the awakening that the, the Connecticut Valley region has uh, has come to with regard to its amazing agricultural bounty here so there's a huge there's a huge uh, uh, food movement here which is not not like Williamsburg where the foodism is just to 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 make people like me with mustaches and glasses feel better about themselves this is a a a a, a food movement that is based in the ground where local uh, local economies are being shifted dramatically upward because of uh of the quality of food and the quality of farming that's going on here. Uh it's 3 hours drive from New York City which uh is actually a major city uh unlike Los Angeles or Daly City. Yeah. <laughs> uh where where a lot of interesting a, a lot of interesting stuff and job opportunities happen. Uh and uh, and uh, a lot of tech meetings occur as well. That's called Silicon Alley, I believe. Uh, and uh, a two-hour drive from from uh, from Boston, Massachusetts, which is the capital of Boston. So, and 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 about a about a six and a half-hour drive to the southbound service plaza in Kennebunkport, Maine, where you can get fresh bananas here. Well,
3: that tears it. Yeah.
1: That's... Is there anything else, Dan? Since since you were too, since you were too, frankly, lazy and 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 already in the western Massachusetts mindset of of sort of uh casual uh uh self um com- i can't I can't i don't have words anymore this is what happens when you when you live in western Massachusetts. You, See, it's you taken over in this language to stop speaking english I, you're casual you're too much in the mindset of of the western massachusetts uh uh sort of uh zeitgeist relaxed relaxed, casual uh, uh, complacency that you could even make an argument for yourself. So I made it for you. Where was I, where was I wrong in that argument?
4: So so, something I would add to that you ask is like other things that are specific to us. I mean, if we're going to move somewhere, you know, every place is unique and has many wonderful things about it. I'm sure L.A. is wonderful. I don't hate it as much as I thought I would having visited there several times. Uh, Nothing against L.A., but, you know, it's not actually that bad of a place. Um, But um, Western Mass, I having grown up there. Really connect with the sort of country drives up in the hills, and I prefer lakes over oceans. Like I'm not much of an ocean person, and I much prefer lakes and cabins and mountains and trees. There, Kinds of that, thing, well, that is I'm where you and I mountains.
1: diverge rather, rather violently. <laughs> you could,
4: but it is a positive aspect. This is
1: where I, it. this is where I, where I, where I diverge from you, and go over and look at a a beautiful ocean, and you go and drive your car into a lake. <laughs> Lakes are the lakes are lakes are a disgusting disgusting cesspools (laughs) full of fish poop. He doesn't
3: go in them. He just sits on the edge and looks at them.
1: Of stagnant water you put on your goggles, you look at the bottom of the lake, all you see every lake the bottom of the lake is uh, bottom of every lake is the same. It's just this Lovecraftian hellscape of (laughs) Like moss and freshwater clams and weird sunken cities. Okay.
4: But on a boat.
1: Forget it. You're moving to L.A. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) I can't abide by that by a lake lover on my podcast.
4: Are you showing, uh, your honor, are you showing a little of your personal bias, though? Not necessarily what's best
0: for us. All right. Oh, let's no. leave the let's leave
1: let's leave the lake thing aside. How is moving to Western Massachusetts going to be better for both of you and for Jen? Because Jen is saving your life every day. Apparently, you can't you can't feed, clothe, or protect yourself because you're in a constant state of Massachusettsian fetal sobbing. So, but she so and she was the one who said, you know, if we move to LA. Uh, Dan could fly up for meetings all the time, uh, and that's a that that's true. That's a that's a benefit to you. So, what would be a benefit to Jen of moving back to Western Massachusetts?
4: She has friends and family there too.
1: Yeah, but she left them behind for a reason. <laughs> didn't you, Jen?
3: Well, I'm glad you said it, and I didn't. Right,
1: <laughs> Jen. Uh, you send in some evidence.
3: I have family back there. Most of most of my friends, my childhood and college friends, uh, live in other places. You know, aren't back there. Dan, when I moved back in two thousand six, Dan was one of the the few people that I still knew in the area.
1: And it, 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 financially speaking, is it that much of a difference? You submitted some evidence, Jen, that wanted to convince me. That the cost of an apartment in Northampton, Massachusetts, was the same, if not more, than the cost of an apartment in Los Angeles, California.
3: Not necessarily more. I mean, there are places that are less expensive, um, but it's not so much less expensive that I could, uh, I would be spared having to have a have a job.
2: But
1: you see, know, California, it is, it is right.
3: And also, is that I'd like a concern? Is that out, would Miami. you like to
1: would you like to not be employed?
3: No, I would like, I
2: would. You're listening to Judge John Hodgman. I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne. Of course, the Judge John Hodgman podcast always brought to you by you, the members of MaximumFun.org. Thanks to everybody who's gone to MaximumFun.org slash join. And you can join them by going to MaximumFun.org slash join.
1: I have one of these, and I got one for my dad, and I got one for my mother-in-law, and it's amazing. We look at the photos all day long, and we're able to easily update their Aura frames so they see all the latest pictures from our lives as well. It comes with unlimited storage, simple controls on the frame. You can upload as many photos as you want, and your mom or your dad or your stepdad or your stepmom or your friend or whatever can pick the perfect one and it takes only about 2 minutes to set up seriously see why it was named the number 1 digital frame by wirecutter uh, the strategist and wired magazine right now you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting auraframes.com for a limited time listeners can get $20 off their best selling frame with code hodgman that's a u r a frames.com promo code hodgman terms and conditions apply
3: like to be employed. I I think um, be, being an interior designer and and someone who likes to tinker and build with things. If I didn't have a job, I would just spend all. Of, I would just be changing the curtains all the time and driving both of us crazy rearranging our furniture.
1: What what and, things? Do and
3: you, so I think having an outside occupation is healthy.
1: What what things do you tinker and and work with?
3: Well, I I. I used to work at a furniture store where I would uh, have access to uh, broken components and I would uh, reassemble
1: components of elements. what.
3: Well, like say stop I'm,
1: using words I don't understand. Be specific. <laughs> Specificity is sold uh, narrative. What things do you like to tinker and work with? What do you what, if you had a garage in 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 Los Angeles and a workshop, what would you what would you build or rebuild? A chair, egg chair? Egg chair? Uh, uh, I would love uh,
3: to rebuild I would love to rebuild an egg chair. Yes. Reupholstering an egg chair would be fantastic. I like to rewire lamps. I like to build bookshelves. I like to All right.
4: Here we design
3: go. media stands and closet organization.
4: So I like to, to hut,
3: do kitchen design.
4: The judge also pointed out that uh, the Pioneer Valley has become quite a cultural and artistic hub. There's a lot of design. Yeah, but not compared to Los Angeles. I, 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 wait a, a minute.
1: Wait, wait a minute. <laughs> uh, it's
4: it's it's right up there with L.A. Now I think it might even have surpassed L.A.
1: Well, certainly there's a big movie industry here. What movies have shot in Northampton recently? <laughs> the Judge, starring Robert Duvall and Robert Downey Jr. Which is well, that? What, what is that about? It's Why?
0: about a judge who is accused of murdering his <laughs> wife, played by Robert Duvall, The judge and his son, Robert Downey Jr., comes back to find out the truth. Oh, I'm just glad it's not about this podcast, or else I would be suing someone. And then
1: also, uh, what else was shot here?
4: There was that one Labor Day
0: with Josh Brolin shot here last year. That also hasn't been released, but may be released this Labor Day. Scenes from Malice,
1: starting starring Malice. Uh, starring uh, Alec Baldwin and uh, and uh,
0: Nicole Kidman. Who's afraid of Virginia Woolf? Was shot right down the street. Yeah,
1: this is this, this is Hollywood 2. Right, four,
3: four whole movies in fifty years.
0: Cider House Rules.
1: <laughs> Where do you want to live in Cal? Where do you want to live in Los Angeles, Jen?
3: Uh, probably the Santa Monica, you know, sort of West Side area.
1: Uh huh.
3: Um. You know, again, because uh, Dan works from home, we would have a lot of flexibility in in terms of where we could find. I would I would just like to find somewhere that was, you know, not too far inland, you know, perhaps an apartment complex that had a pool. That would be lovely, given that it actually does get warm enough down there that you can go outside.
1: (laughs) And and climate is climate is very important to you.
3: Well, I did initially leave New England in 1991, primarily to escape winter. I I should confess that I wasn't fully aware of what the climate in San Francisco was going to be, that it wasn't actually like the rest of California. But once I got here, I found other things to like, and I just sort of stuck. Um, That said... You know, m- when I moved back in two thousand six, winter winter's really hard if you're not used to it, and and summer can be really exhausting as well. It gets very hot. If we if we weren't in the actual sort of city center of Northampton, there's things like ticks and mosquitoes and <laughs> Lyme disease and just all sorts of awful critters out there in the. In the <laughs> it's <not that>
0: bad. <laughs> It is that bad. We just is had two bad? horses die in Town from Eastern Equine Encephalitis.
3: My parents have to do a tick check on each
0: other every time they come in the
3: Wait house. Wait a minute, is, but it's is
0: like Eastern Equine of the evening? Is Eastern Equine
1: Encephalitis also advertising on WRSI now?
0: No, we're advertising <laughs> against Eastern Equine Encephalitis. Triple E.
1: Yeah, I think. Right, yeah, you have. You know, you have. You know, you have in uh, in uh, in California, in Los Angeles. Uh, you have uh, sn- uh, snakes mm-hmm poisonous lizards earthquakes earthquakes
3: more, more people die on snowy roads every year than have died I mean, we're just talking about wildlife here first of
1: all i don't know if you have snakes or poisonous lizards giant condors well they're endangered <laughs> but then they steal your baby i don't know it's not like st patrick chased all the insects out of los angeles county do you know what i mean like there's, there's stuff going on there too i mean we got ticks in west nile and you know sasquatch no we don't have sasquatch you have sasquatch over there in <laughs> Daly city yeah. how long how long have you been living in Daly City again? I, well,
4: not in Daly City, but in the Bay Area for five years. in Daly City for a year and a half, two years.
1: Yeah, we were down in
3: Silicon Valley for three years before this.
1: Well you guys just keep moving and moving? Why are you so restless? We move five times in five years. Why that that's not an answer to my question well, at all.
4: Because, because I enjoy misery again. I, I enjoy pain and all right. <laughs> 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 and moving and moving is, you know, a good source of anxiety.
1: And <laughs> why are you moving no. so often
4: well that was just because of um every place that we found um there was children around that liked to scream and neighbors that like to stomp around we couldn't find an apartment that was quiet enough for us so we just kept trying until we found one that was quiet enough for us
1: i guess what i'm trying to determine and now you want to leave that i guess what i'm trying to determine is uh well, are you capable of happiness or are you a true <laughs> citizen of massachusetts
4: <laughs> I am capable of happiness.
1: Yes, then you then you are a Massachusettsian.
4: So, at, well, to at your original point, too, about Jen and what I think she might like about it, she, she sort of said that I wasn't allowed to bring this up, but, you know, rules are for breaking, right? One of the things that she has no. as a proposal <laughs> um, in moving back east is that if we were to buy a house or build a house, that would sort of solve two problems. It would um, give her the... The, the thing to do. Um, and also, <laughs> she's looking at me. Deep sigh, <laughs> I heard it. I think I might be in trouble.
2: Uh, but
4: if we were to move back east, it would give her a huge project of, say, building a house or renovating a house, which I think she would enjoy. And that would and, and it would be an, an inexpensive enough place that we could afford to do it there, whereas doing something like that in L.A. would be prohibitively expensive.
1: What, was this something that Jen agreed to? Or was it sort of like, and, and you'll have a wonderful project, renovating our entire house you'll love it
4: no. it was her idea sadly
3: it was it, it was, was my idea, idea mm-hmm. I, I came into this pretty much expecting to lose given that I, I know, you know your love of well i know your love of the area and i knew that monty was going to be here and and i know that la is a very difficult place to defend <laughs> um, you know, and that there are fi- there, so here I'm. I'm digging my own grave. There's there are financial advantages to moving back east. It really just is a a an emotional like feel like I get taken a step backwards and don't want to deal with winter thing. But you know, given that I've been thinking about what sort of my consolation prize would be if I lose this and the opportunity to you know design and and build a house that was right for us. You know, we we don't have children. We. You know, we live a simple, you know, sort of small life in terms of material. Setup how much here? How, and,
1: how much? I was going to ask, you know, how much is finance an issue in general, but I'm going to get very specific here. How much money can you spend on buying a house? Do you understand what I'm saying? What price tag feels right <laughs> like to you? I
4: think a half
1: million dollars. $500,000. That's a reasonable. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. you you could live like a king here. You so Monty? Yes. The, my <laughs> yeah. instinct, That's
4: what I'm saying. My instinct that was, is you yeah. could get a
1: pretty you could get a pretty good pretty nice house in Northampton in Northampton or
0: Amherst. Not even in Turner's Falls where I live or Gill where I picked forty three pounds of strawberries where Dan is from. <laughs> there you, could, you would own you could own like the entire Northfield Mount Hermon campus.
1: Yeah, real real estate is pretty cheap. In the area. But in, North, in Northampton or Amherst,
0: could you buy a house? For half a million dollars? Certainly. How much house can you get? You can get a goodly amount of house. And if you move just outside of Northampton, anywhere in the $350,000 range, up, you're great shape. And that's for a house that's in good shape? Yes.
1: That might not need a lot of renovation. Right. What if you were specifically looking for a, a piece of property that has some renovation potential?
0: There's plenty of it, and for, yeah, that, well, for I, that, price tag... I know there game, are a lot of rundown houses around. For that, including <laughs> mine, for that price tag, you could uh, you could still live like a king.
1: You're right. You could you could probably do if that's if that's your budget. I'm not an expert in Los Angeles real estate, other than what I see on reality television. But you could probably buy an apartment in Los Angeles. Two for, box apartment for five. Well, hey, easy, Dan. Come on, no, I'm I'm can, doing so the work you can for do do you do so here. Pay. la is pretty expensive though right are you asking me i mean i think i think i think have you done have you done the research have you found the place where you want to live i mean this is why i was talking to you jen like i'm asking you where do you want to live in in la you know la is a big la is a big city it's a city of neighborhoods it's a it's a massive city of daily cities
3: (laughs) (laughs) without the fog um, can you afford? No, think, can you
1: afford to live in Santa Monica? Which for I, I for... think
3: we could. I think we could. We don't need a large space. I mean, we have a we have a two bedroom apartment, which is pretty much sufficient. You know, we don't have kids. It's you know he 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 doesn't leave, so one car is fine for us. Um, and you know, I could supplement our income by working. You know, so I, I definitely think we have. Would your working, a, a, but would your work, a, a would your work, quality be, of life down there?
1: Would your work be chasing? Would, would it be building and fabricating and restoring lamps in your own private workshop?
3: <laughs> that would probably require a larger space. Um, I I think there, I you know, again, I'm I'm pretty flexible in terms of of what I could find to do. I
1: would you have to supplement your? I, would you have to supplement your income by working if you moved to Santa Monica?
3: Most
1: likely, yes. Right. Uh, I think I've heard everything oh. I need to hear. I'm going to go drive 40 minutes from <laughs> Northampton to 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 my own chambers here, because one thing about both L.A. and Western Massachusetts is budget 40 minutes to drive anywhere.
0: And uh, I will render my decision when I come back. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. <laughs> Jen, we have heard a lot about what you don't like about Western Mass, but not an awful lot about what you love about California, other than it's not Western Mass and it's not terribly cold. (laughs) Do you honestly love the West Coast or or Los Angeles or Santa Monica?
3: Uh, I've never lived in Santa Monica, and I think it would be a fun place to try. I'm ready for something new. I am used to California in general.
0: But not maybe as risky as moving back to where you're from, where you know you could live like a king with a half a million dollar home. Right, Dan?
4: (laughs) Exactly,
0: Dan. You could be like the Steve Jobs of Western Massachusetts here, running your own technological empire. You would be huge fish in an extremely tiny pond. That's how I get away with it, but without all the money. There is a lot of tech industry in Massachusetts. There is, sure. and now they have what is called the Nor- the Knowledge Corridor. They're really trying to build up the the road between Northampton and Holyoke and Springfield, and the f- trains are going to run from Greenfield to New York City starting next year. Well, let's take it. Let's take it easy. That <laughs> is happening. <laughs> it's happening. It's so it's what? becoming more. It's happening. You'll be able to get on the John Oliver Intermodal Transportation Center. Right? John Oliver, bought not a- John Oliver from the Daily Show, but John <laughs> Oliver, the uh, representative from Massachusetts for many, many years. The Intermodal Transportation Center, right at the end of Bank Row in Greenfield. Get on a train there to the Metro North.
1: That's actually happening
0: next year. I'm going to come see you like every weekend.
1: That's that's not that's not a, a fever dream. Not a fever of, dream. Of Greenfieldians. Nope happening no, then i ought what to move
0: know, to one of those towns this is happening it's happening now what, what, dan do you at the end of bank row? bank row and greenfield yeah they're, the transportation center is already there solar powered they're just waiting to hook the trains up within the next year
1: so you could be enjoying dinner at magpie restaurant or hope and Olive, of two of greenfield's great new restaurants our advertisers are going to owe us so much money for this judge john hodgman podcast and then get on an amtrak train and speed your way to New York City, just uh, on a lark. True, you guys are going for Hyperloop on the West Coast, but this is pretty close. I forgot; I'm still
0: in chambers. Yes, right. Let's let's uh, <laughs> let's wrap it up and get me back in here. All right. Well, we'll be back in just a moment with Judge John Hodgman's decision. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman re-enters the court.
1: So, I want to be perfectly clear. I love Western Massachusetts. I am a person, I love Western Massachusetts for reasons of being a native Massachusettsian, which is that I am convinced in every fiber of my soul that I don't deserve to be happy and therefore can endure, can endure the torment uh, that is literally rained upon me by the climate of not just Massachusetts, of course, but by the East Coast. East Coast people vacationed traditionally, in the state of Maine, vacation land, which I have noted in written materials before, features beaches that are designed only to produce human pain in the temperature of the water and the jagged rockiness of the beaches. And that is reflected in the wonderful attitudes of the native New Englanders who have been putting the spite in hospitality since this great nation was born. There's a hard place to live and only those who feel they deserve to live in a hard place are happy living here. It's a, it's a hard, it's a hard thing to describe. And it's the same thing as New York city for that matter. New York city is a, is a, is a, is the alt is, is the opposite in that New York city is an exciting, terrifying, um, uh, uh challenging place to live. And when you live there, uh, much like Los Angeles and certainly like San Francisco, there is a high imperative culturally to convince yourself and others that l- that you cannot, that no reasonable person would live anywhere else. And that is largely driven by the fact that you have gotten yourself into so much ridiculous debt to move there in the first place, you couldn't afford to leave if you wanted to. <laughs> so psychologically, you convince yourself that you need to be in one of these major major world cities, as it were. When the reality, as I think Dan has has come to see, whether it's in Western Mass or another rural area or a less major metropolitan area, life can be lived pretty sweetly outside of these major cities, be the LA, San Francisco, New York. Do I move to a major economic and cultural center and a major population center for some kind of action? Uh, or do I move to a quieter, a, 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 a quieter place where there's less action but more chance of financial and and, and you know look, uh, Western Massachusetts is a wonderful place to live. You know, like it's not just because you can buy a house here for cheap. It's a friendly place. It's a it's a beautiful place. It's physically beautiful. All of the great things I've said about it are true. I don't want to just say that it's because it's Massachusetts that I'm here. It's intrinsically a wonderful place to live. And life can be lived better here, um, financially speaking, surely, uh, than in L.A. So what I've been trying to ferret out from you, Jen, is what is driving you to L.A. specifically that would counteract Dan's nostalgic impulse to return home. And w- whether it's for nostalgia or otherwise, there, Dan makes a reasonable case. You guys could live very happily without question in Western Massachusetts. What is it that makes Los Angeles not only preferable to you, but necessary? And to be honest, I don't, you haven't given me an answer. You're talking about professional incentives for three or four different pro- professions that you, <laughs> That you, Sorry. You're talking about professional incentives when you seem to have three or four professions and you don't know which one is the main one that you want to do. And you also seem to acknowledge that half of your profession is taking care of this weirdo who can't take care of himself. Not denied by Dan either. Yeah.
3: Not not can't. Not can't. Simply, doesn't have time to.
1: Simply won't.
2: Right. You know?
1: When, I, when, when, people, when people say to me, I want to I get into comedy... I'm like, well, can can I do it from my hometown? Uh and I say, No, you can't. I mean, we have the internet and you can make a, a comedic video that might go viral. But the reality is, and if you if you're working in the world of the arts, you gotta go to where the scene is so that you are in proximity of the people who are doing what you wanna do. And I think this must be true of any industry, really. I just don't know anything about whatever what, what the video conferencing scene is like in Daily City. I presume it's pretty hot. But it's like you want to be around the people who are doing the thing that you want to do. You want to be around them where they're doing it at a high level, uh, a, a, a nationally or internationally recognized high level, so that you can make friends with the people who you admire and rip them off. And so that you can fight against the people that you hate, so that you can be spurred on by the people who are doing the work that you love. And inspired by them. And uh, and so that you'll be forced to fight a little bit to, to make your thing. That's but I'm not sure that you know what your thing is, Jen. Or at least you haven't articulated it to me clearly what your thing is. And if your thing were set design or costume design, anything in the entertainment world, if it were comedy, if it were music, if it were theater or galleries for that matter, um then I would say, yeah, Los Angeles is pretty essential in your life. And because you haven't been able to articulate your thing, I find in favor of Jen.
2: Whoa! Whoa. What?
1: Because here's the thing. Dan, I'm pretty confident, has found his thing. It's making video conferencing. It's being taken care of by his wife. It's, uh, it's, It's the kind of space... That kind of, Dan, are you happy? I am. Yeah. Dan, you're Dan's happy. Everybody. Dan, Dan, are you, are you satisfied by your profession? I am. Are you, are you rewarded for it personally and financially? I am. Do you love the, your wife whom you're not married to? (laughs) Yeah. Does she take good care of you? She does. Yeah. Well, then obviously you should move to Western Massachusetts because you are, you're basically, you're in that mode of professional retirement where you can go anywhere and be happy and fulfilling a nostalgic dream to return to what is arguably, uh, not arguably, inarguably a beautiful part of the world where happy people can be happy. Absolutely. But Jen, Jen isn't there yet. She's still seeking. Wouldn't you say that's true, Jen?
3: I would say that's true.
1: You've got something that you want to do. And the fact that you can't articulate to me what that is <laughs> <laughs> means you're still searching. And that even though uh, Western Massachusetts and particularly Northampton, the five college area, is truly a pretty v- a, a vibrant cultural center where you are you are w- would be in collision with a lot of creative and ambitious people and in proximity to. Two major world cities, one being the biggest city in the United States, it's still not going to have, A, the, the concentration of creative, ambitious people that Los Angeles has. And B, the sunshine that Los Angeles has, which I do think is important to you. Uh, and, and C, the vast array of different kinds of things going on there. That any major world city would have where you might be able to find what it is that you want to do and do it and that you have to fight for because you can't you, you're you not financially comfortable in a major city ever. You're, you're always financially uncomfortable. So your ambition is fueled by necessity.
0: I'll also say, D, it's pretty far away from your family, which it seems like you're trying to get away from.
1: Well, <laughs> we're, leaving that, we're leaving that aside. And so the thing is that. Western Massachusetts will always be there. That's one big difference between Western Massachusetts and anywhere in California.
3: <laughs>
1: We're inland. We're going to be around for a long time. And we may have an ocean soon enough out here. It's true. We might be close to property very No more those links, soon. Dan. <laughs> and Dan's income is such that unless one or both of you makes some catastrophic errors in your and and financial missteps that that dream uh, of buying a home in Western Massachusetts will always net you a pretty nice place. But that $500,000 dream isn't going to go away. It'll always be there. And the fact of the matter is you guys are restless. You guys are moving from place to place to place Western Massachusetts is not a place where you go until you're ready to settle down. And I don't think Jen's ready to settle down. And I think for that reason, and I think for that reason alone, you go to a place where no one settles down. Los Angeles, California. You've got to see what it's like there. You've got to see that city. You've got to see it in all of its weirdness and glory and misery and everything else. And when the time comes when you, you are ready and to settle down, Jen, then and only then can you guys move to Oxford, Mississippi. A beautiful <laughs> college town in the, in the middle of nowhere, just like Northampton, but where it's always warm.
3: Because
1: oh, okay. I got to tell, tell you, Dan, she is not moving back to the wintertime. That just spells failure to her very soul. You understand that, don't you? She'll I, never uh, move back to winter. Too. Yeah. Come visit us in the summer. Western Massachusetts in the spring and the summer is a glorious thing. Yes, it is. This is the sound of a gavel.
0: Judge John Hodgman rules that is all. Dan and Jen, I was sort of hoping that you were going to come live in Western Mass and we could hang out. I'd get you into all the shows (laughs) in town here. I would tell you where Judge John Hodgman goes to have his coffee when he's in Western Mass so that you could spot him in his off hours. But... Looks like you're going to L.A., and how do you feel, Dan, about having to stay on on the left coast?
4: I'm uh, obviously a little disappointed and surprised. I I thought that um, I thought I had this one, but
0: I guess seemed like it for a long humility. time. Humility. Why don't you guys just you break know, up? It happens. You don't want to break up then?
4: <laughs> no, not <laughs> no. over this one.
2: <laughs> <Hey>.
0: <laughs> well, I do hope you enjoy your time yeah. on the west coast. The judge- the I he didn't I, give
4: us any alternative options. I would have thought he was gonna say, you know, not there or there, but you throw something else. Well he in. said Oxford, uh,
0: Mississippi, because that sort of splits the difference. It's warm, yet it's uh, it's rustic and, and college. There
4: you go.
0: That doesn't work for you though, Dan.
4: No. Yeah, well, we'll figure something
0: out. Well, as the judge
1: said I gotta say let me let me just say one more thing here, Dan. And this is and this is some serious business. Unfortunately. Uh, A lot of Western Massachusetts is still not wired for broadband. Um, It was only recently that the town in which I live, which I referred to still as Internetless Hills, Massachusetts, actually got DSL. And it's it's through Verizon. And I'll call them out because it's not a buzz market. It don't work right. And it still doesn't. (laughs) And there's a movement afoot. Uh, which I think is an economically and culturally very important movement afoot in all of the United States and Western Massachusetts specifically to get broadband into rural areas. So let me just bring your attention to one last buzz marketing opportunity, wiredwest.net, wiredwest.net. It tells you all about the efforts that are being made to hook up uh, Western and other parts of uh, rural Massachusetts uh, with broadband and fiber optic cable. Um, it's a regional issue, but it's also a national issue, um, for all the reasons stated. And uh, I hope uh, folks will take a look at it.
0: But Dan, when Jen is tired of the West Coast, you can just come to Northampton anytime. We're ready.
1: Yeah, you we're, guys, we're, we're
0: ready for your you guys, sort you of big Skype city folk, thing. you big city folk in Northampton and Amherst. You got you got
1: all you got you got all the broadband you can get. But I was trying to watch a I was trying to watch a trailer for Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Last night on my TV, two minutes, two minutes of internet uh, could not, would not run, and I supposedly
0: have a uh, high speed. It is a big adventure. It is a big adventure. Well, All th- right. thank you both for being on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Thank
3: you very much.
0: Thank you very much.
3: Back for another game. You know it. What's going on?
0: Just one more week till Max Fun Drive. <laughs> topics you'd never expect to be the title of the podcast secretly incredibly fascinating find us by searching for the word secretly in your podcast app and at maximumfun.org all right let's clear the docket jp writes my stomach doesn't agree with mushrooms in an embarrassing way that requires a restroom and anti-diarrheal medication. I feel I'm allergic to mushrooms since my body does not agree with them. This is also the case with truffles. A friend pointed out that since I don't get hives, require an EpiPen or a trip to the hospital, I'm not technically allergic to mushrooms and should not say so to servers at a restaurant. I think an allergy is any type of negative reaction in one's body to a food item. Who's right?
1: Well, an allergy is not any type of negative reaction to a food item. You are wrong... Uh, Allergy is a very specific set of reactions that can be life-threatening and not just poop-making. That said, I don't have a problem with your using I have an allergy to mushrooms as a universal shorthand for I don't want mushrooms in my food or else I will have an adverse reaction involving bowel movement.
0: And your friend should be on your side with this one, considering that you need to take anti-diarrheal medication if you come in contact with them, if they ever want to hang out with you when you've accidentally come into contact with mushrooms. Yeah, exactly.
1: And one thing you don't want to think about ever is diarrhea and mushrooms in the same sort of headspace. Because those are... that's just not...
0: Now I'm never going to eat mushrooms again either. Now I have an allergy to them. You might want to think of calling it a food sensitivity.
1: Yeah, or I, I would... I really don't like mushrooms. Can you can you direct me to a dish that doesn't have them? And or has could not you
0: touched any mushrooms or unless you, you want a whole can of offal on you?
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, to say it's an allergy, really, what you're saying is that you cannot eat any foods that have that contain mushrooms or have been made in a factory uh, that has that is involved in processing mushrooms. Uh, nor can you have flecks of mushrooms or mushroom oil. So, that's not true. You just don't like. Mushrooms make you feel icky in your tummy. Just say, I would prefer not to eat mushrooms. Or is there anything here that has mushrooms because they make me sick? <laughs> that would be truthful. But in a shorthand situation, if the waiter is saying, do you have any allergies or sensitivities, which is pretty common, just say, "Yep, yeah, no mushrooms, please.
0: That's or, fine. or your leadoff sentence, my stomach doesn't agree with mushrooms in an embarrassing way that requires a restroom and anti-diarrheal medication. No, don't say They're that. They're going to make sure you don't get mushrooms. I already,
1: I already got grossed out. Don't say that.
0: Vince writes, Your Honor, I need your help in resolving a dispute that I have with a coworker, Joe. We both grew up in the seventies when there would be a Godzilla or a similar type movie on television every Saturday. Reach your double feature W fifty six. Yeah, yeah watch those too. Yeah. Massachusetts See, forever. Massachusetts is awesome. We were hooked on these movies, and they sparked a lifelong love of films from Japan. We agree that the original Japanese movie Gojira is a Japanese masterpiece and one of the greatest movies to come from Japan. We disagree on one issue. Joe thinks that since the Godzilla movies originated in Japan, that they should be considered foreign film. I conversely believe that they are campy monster movies showing two or more grown men in rubber suits destroying plywood buildings. They do not deserve the cachet that the term foreign film imparts. Please help us resolve this critical issue.
1: Well, I wouldn't say it's critical
0: in any sense. Um, I don't know, Monty, what do you think? It's a Japanese monster flick. It's technically foreign. If you're going to try to sound foreign. all highfalutin, like, oh, I'm a fan of foreign films, and then they say which one, and you say Godzilla, nobody's going to buy your pompous nature.
1: That's That said, some of the best foreign films, so I, I think some of the most artistically challenging and uh, cinematically interesting and complex films coming from foreign lands are... Now often genre films like Hayao Miyazaki films, Studio Ghibli from Japan.
0: Right? Is that a foreign film or is that a cartoon? It's a little bit of both. Yeah, but if I say to somebody I like foreign films, I'm probably not going to pull Miyazaki out of the quiver. But, but I'd be happy to say I really love Miyazaki films and Ghibli films from Japan.
1: But you, but you, but you look at you look at the parkour uh, films of uh, uh, produced by Luc Besson. In France, you look at the horror films coming out of uh, 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 Taiwan and and Japan and uh, Thailand. Uh, You look at Battle Royale, one of the most challenging and interesting foreign films of all time. And that is is essentially the, the, the prefigurement of The Hunger Games. It's a horribly violent genre film about teenagers who are forced to kill one another for part of a television show. So how long will it be before there is a kaiju film uh which is the technical term for giant monster movies uh the that is uh as um uh artistically challenging as uh as any of those
0: so you're saying you should go ahead and call them foreign films yeah i don't care anymore summertime last show of the summer everybody you gotta take advantage of the uh, beautiful weather in Massachusetts
1: before it goes away. Back to school. I gotta go eat some corn. I gotta get out of here and get some. Go to a farm stand and get some corn and tomatoes.
0: Thanks to Holly Ashworth for suggesting this week's case name. Thanks, Holly. To suggest a name for a future case, like us on Facebook. We regularly put out a call for submissions. I've been your guest, Bailiff, from Western Massachusetts, ninety-three nine the River, WRSI, which I hope that Jen's mom would eventually listen to and maybe begin advertising with again. I think so. Yeah. Right. Uh, 93.9 The Thanks for joining us. That's the, Monty Belmonte, everybody. Thank you, the, Monty. My pleasure. For the Judge John Hodgman Podcast.
2: The Judge John Hodgman Podcast is a production of MaximumFun.org. Our special thanks to all of the folks who donate to support the show and all of our shows at MaximumFun.org slash donate. The show is produced by Julia Smith and me, Jesse Thorne, and edited by Mark McConville. You can check out his podcast, Super Ego, in iTunes or online at GoSuperEgo.com. You can find John Hodgman online at AreasOfMyExpertise.com. If you have a case for Judge John Hodgman, go to MaximumFun.org JJHO. If you have thoughts about the show, join the conversation on our forum at Forum.MaximumFun.org and our Facebook group at Facebook.com slash JudgeJohnHodgman. We'll see you online and next time, right here on the Judge John Hodgman Podcast.
1: MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.